Hello, and welcome to Afternoonified. The only podcast that brings you a non-denominational winter holiday special. Happy Saturnalia, Ryan. And happy Yaldo to you, Emily. Uh, that was, we did it on the first try. That was, that was impressive. We don't usually get it on the first try. Um, I feel like it might be a little early for a holiday special as it's December 1st. However, I had 10 pages of notes on a topic and then a podcast that I would say is marginally more successful than ours. Just Um, marginally. Just marginally released the first two parts of a three-part series on that topic and it felt like it might not play as well to do that right now yeah so we'll save that for another time (laughs) you'll hear it it'll come you'll hear it eventually i just i put too much work in it for people not to hear it um so uh it is the holiday season and the last two years i guess we did a christmas show but that didn't come out until whatever yeah last year but um we've done christmas specials because we celebrate christmas Uh, but there are so many other holidays that aren't that one yeah and i think they're honestly better (laughs) it's in some cases they are and like real people maybe you not you, Ryan. You, the listener. It was the royal you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe you celebrate that, and we, the people who don't, should understand them. Yeah. Well, um, I celebrate Yule instead of Christmas, because I think Christmas kind of sucks, but I kind of celebrate <laughs> both of them the same way, so. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk about a couple holidays that you can um, celebrate in conjunction with C-Word, which is what we're going to be referring to Christmas as for the rest of the episode. Unless I bleep it, in which case. We'll see. We'll see. Emily we'll see. has a habit of not actually being able to bleep all of the words in an episode. Yeah, I kind of gave up after the Furbies up the ass incident from our missing persons episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty good. Um, so let's... Uh, this is for you, Kwanzaa and Hanukkah. For the holidays uh, or for the celebrators of Kwanzaa and Hanukkah? For the actual holidays. Okay, this is for you, holidays. So first we're going to talk about Kwanzaa. Yes. Because Kwanzaa is... Yeah, Kwanzaa's the one I feel like people understand the least. Even though it's a fairly big holiday. Like, a lot of people celebrate it and no one understands it. Yeah, because it's so far out of what I... I'm not a part of the people that celebrate this at all. So Kwanzaa comes from the Swahili phrase, God help me, um... <laughs> this is gonna be a hard episode for your girl. Yeah, yeah. Let's I'm excited uh, for this. Let's hear it. So it comes from the Swahili phrase Matunda Ya Kwanzaa. Matunda Ya Kwanzaa. God, I'm so white. Uh that which means pretty, that's pretty good. Swahili is pronounced pretty much how it's spelled. Cool. So it means first fruits. Nice. Okay. First fruits. Malana Karenga chose Swahili as the holiday's language because it's one that isn't defined by a particular African region or tribe. Oh. And wanted Kwanzaa to be a non-religious holiday for African-American families to come together and celebrate their ancestors and their roots. So you can still celebrate C-Word or Hanukkah or nothing and also do Kwanzaa. 
Hmm. Okay. Oh, that's, I had no idea it was like a non-religious thing. And I also didn't know that Swahili is not specific to a region in Africa. That's really cool. So this holiday was created by Dr. Malana Ron, his nickname, Karenga, a professor of black studies. Uh, And in, he created it in 1966. So it's a relatively new holiday compared to the other ones that we're going to talk about. Weird. Uh, At this time, it was, I mean, obviously a great, time for social change uh for african-americans yeah and just yeah. uh people of color in general and karinga sought to design a celebration that would honor the values of african cultures and inspire african-americans who are working for progress so it was kind of like a time at the end of the year to be like we did we're doing good keep it up and um but don't forget where you came from that that is a good reason to celebrate much better than the it is uh the fictional child of a deity the fictional child of a deity c word yeah yeah so there are seven days of celebration during kwanzaa taking place between and this is a fixed holiday by the way it's not like hanukkah that kind of varies um it takes place between december 26th and january 1st you can do it right after c word yeah uh, each of the seven days of Kwanzaa honors a different principle. Uh, these principles are believed to have been key to building strong, productive families and communities in Africa. And during Kwanzaa, celebrants greet each other with Habari Ghani, or what's the news? <laughs> and the principles of Kwanzaa form the answer to that question. Oh, if that makes sense. Okay. Can, do you have an example? Yeah, I'm going to talk about the principles of Kwanzaa now. Oh, okay. So I'll have seven examples. You have seven examples. Uh, seven instances of where I have written out the principles of Kwanzaa in Swahili uh, phonetically. <laughs> well, Swahili is already phonetic. You don't have to write it out phonetically. It already is phonetically. Shut up. <laughs> so the first principle is umoja, uh, which means unity. And they, they all have like an action associated with them. This is the part where research was kind of sketchy for me. Um, just trying to understand the concept. So the action associated with unity is building a community that holds together. So on the first day of Kwanzaa, they celebrate uh, unity and building a community. And we'll talk about what they do on the first day, which kind of relates to that. Um, Oh, dear Jesus. Uh, The second principle is Kujichagulia. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't hear that. What did you say? Don't make me. No, one more time. I need it one more time. Kujicha Guliya. Kujicha Guliya. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it means self-determination. Okay. Or speaking for yourself and making choices that benefit the community. Solid. So from what I can understand is that during these seven days, each night, families, people celebrating, reflect on what these means. The, like these things mean to them. Okay. Um, the third principle is Ujima, Ujima, which means collective work and responsibility, and it means uh, helping others within your community. That's a good one. Uh, the fourth is Ujama, which is, it means uh, cooperative economics, which basically means supporting businesses that care about the community. Uh, yeah, more people need to be celebrating that one. Yeah, I'm, some people like need the that. more I've read into this the more I'm like, oh, we should all be reflecting on these. Yeah, I think we all need to be switching over to Kwanzaa. Fuck the C word. 
Uh, let's see. <laughs> Fuck the C word. Uh, the next one is Nia, which means a sense of purpose or setting goals that benefit the community. Okay. I like that. Uh, the sixth is Kumba, which means creativity. Creativity. Kumba. Kumba. K U U M B A. Kumba. Kumba. Yep. I think it's Kumba. Because I think you pronounce every letter in Swahili. Yeah. Okay. You do. Um, which means creativity or making the community better and more beautiful. Aw. Oh, I like that. Right? Oh, so why aren't we all celebrating Kwanzaa? <laughs> and then the seventh is Imani, which means faith and believing that the world can that a better world can be created for communities now and in the future. Yeah, we need to switch to Kwanzaa. I know. It's beautiful. It's so much better. So much less capitalistic. <laughs> I know. Um, so on the 31st of December, the, the first day, which if you remember, the uh, concept for that day is unity. Um, the 31st families will gather for uh, a feast. Like the 31st, and it maybe you said it started on the 26th. No, you're right. <laughs> I done fucked that up. So it, on the 26th, you mean? No, on the thirty first. But that's the last. That's the last day, isn't it? It is the second to last day. Oh. Okay. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I got caught I'm up. So confused now. I don't know when we're celebrating this. Okay, so it does start on the twenty sixth. Okay. On the thirty first, the second to last day. Okay. They hold a great feast of Karamu. Karamu. All right. Great feast. Which is, yeah, it's a big, big feast that they hold. It can be at a home, a community center, a church. It usually includes different steps such as welcome, remembrance, rejoicing, and a farewell. It's kind of like the Oscars. <laughs> the, the Kwanzaa Oscars? The Quaskers. The Quaskers. The, the no, I'm just saying like it starts, it, mm, uh, it starts with a welcome and then you remember like remembrance you know oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. so the in memoriam yeah, yeah. and then the rejoicing and then a farewell so they cover all the bases and uh they enjoy traditional african dishes as well as those featuring ingredients africans brought to the united states such as sesame seeds peanuts sweet potatoes collard greens and spicy sauces spicy sauces yes yeah i didn't get any more specifics on spicy sauces but they're all probably too spicy for us white folk yeah Kwanzaa is celebrated with red, black, and green. These three colors were important symbols in ancient Africa, and they gained uh, recognition through the efforts of um, the Black Nationalist Movement. Ooh. Green is for the fertile land of Africa, black is for the color of the people, and red is for the blood that is shed in the struggle for freedom. So the, the last thing we're going to talk about is the seven symbols of Kwanzaa. So there's a symbol for each day also? Sort of. Seven was just like a, a number, okay. that they, yeah. So they decorate with red, black, and green, um, for the reasons that I mentioned previously, as well as African style textiles and art. Um, at the heart of Kwanzaa imagery, however, there are seven symbols. I don't have the phonetic pronunciations for these. It's Swahili. You just pronounce them. Kikombe cha umoja, meaning the unity cup, and. Uh, people who celebrate drink from this cup in honor of their African ancestors before drinking. Each person says Harambe. Isn't that the name of the... Uh... No, 
Don't. All right, moving on. It means let's pull together. That's what they named a gorilla? Let's pull together? Uh, the second symbol is Kinara, the candle holder. It holds seven candles. And it is said to symbolize stalks of corn that branch off to form new stalks, much as the human family is created. Is that not a menorah? It's menorah-like, but I think the menorah has one more candle. Oh. How many candles did you say that the Kwanzaa one had? The Kinara has seven candles. Seven. Oh, I think, no, I think the menorah has like 12. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Mazao, meaning fruits, nuts, and vegetables, um, they remind celebrants of harvest fru- fruits um, harvested by the people of Africa. Ah. Uh, the next one is Mashuma Saba, the seven candles res- that represent seven principles. So we had the candle holder, and now we have the candles. Okay. I mean, I would have to have both. Yes. So a different candle is lit each day. The candles on the left are green, three on the right are red, and the middle one is black. That's a much cooler menorah than the Jewish one. Sorry. It, it's It's got some fun colors. Yeah, I'll say. Makeka is the next one. It means mat, and it is the symbol. The symbols of Kwanzaa are arranged on this mat, um, which may be made of straw or African cloth. It symbolizes the foundation upon which communities are built. Oh, that's cute. The next one is the vibunzi, which is an ear of corn. <laughs> Traditionally, one ear of corn is placed on the mat for each child present. Okay. And then the last one is Zawadi, which are gifts. Traditionally, educational and cultural gifts are given to the children on January 1st, the last day of Kwanzaa. Well, I mean, there had to be gifts somewhere. It's, you know. Well, yeah. Um, But these are generally handmade or traditional. Oh, okay. So these, all these symbols are arranged on the mat, kind of like we would have a seaward tree. Mm Mm-hmm. It I just occurred to me that uh, Travis is only getting half of this conversation. Yeah, I mean, same with Lucas. He's only getting my reactions to all of this, so. The C-word tree. Yeah. Uh, we got our Christmas tree last night, and the entire apartment smells like pine, and it's amazing. That sounds like my living hell. I have a super allergic to Christmas trees, so... That makes Christmas really fun in this house. I mean, K, K, K. C word. K word? I haven't had coffee yet. So that's Kwanzaa. I love it. And I am now going to celebrate Kwanzaa because that is fantastic. I mean. Big fan. I don't know. I don't know if you're in the demo, but they probably won't mind if you like honor them. Yeah. I'm not going to like you know steal their holiday or anything but like i think all those values are good things to focus on after christmas and i might take some cues from kwanzaa get it there we go oh wait kwanzaa has a k huh i don't know why i would Qua- think of a q i know like, it sounds like, like it's ua like kwanzaa like the the little girl that played annie her name was kwanzaa no it was Qua- the, the the little girl that won the Oscar, Quavenzi Wallace. Oh, 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 that Annie. I thought you were talking about like the old school Annie. I was like, that was No, 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 the good Annie. Cool. I'm talking about the good Annie. <laughs> the only movie that wasn't Shrek that I enjoyed Cameron Diaz in. Cameron Diaz? I haven't seen the new one, so. Oh, she was Miss Hannigan. Oh. Oh, she was. I forgot about that. Yeah. 
Yeah. But Annie was good. Mm. All right, I'll have to watch it. So our next holiday is Pancha Ganapati. Pan- One more time. Pancha Ganapati. Pancha Ganapati? Yes. Ganapati. Yes. What was the first? Pancha Ganapati. Yes. Okay. That's a hard one. I'm going to forget it here in about three seconds. Well, um, just wait till you have to listen to me read about it. <laughs> yeah, I already forgot it. In 1985, Satguru Siva, oh God, oh Lord, Satguru Sivaya Subramayawazami. That's a lot of syllables. I'm gonna spell this name for you, so get a pen. Oh boy, you're gonna make me say it. What do I have to say? I just need you to see it. Okay, all right. Start spelling. S U B. Okay. R A. M U N I S U B R A M U N I Y M U N I Y Yes A S W Oh my god A M I All one word Yep Subra Muni Yaswami Okay Uh he was the founder of Hinduism Today magazine <laughs> There's a Hinduism Today magazine Yeah Oh. But there was in 1985. I don't know if they're still in print. Oh, that would... Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so this this man uh, conceived of and introduced Pancha Ganapati um, it, with five days of gift-giving at the time of the year when C-Word is widely celebrated. It offers Hindu families, especially in the Western part of the world, a way to participate in the holiday season without compromising their Hindu values. Oh, that's so nice. I like how a lot uh, of these holidays have sprung up out of not wanting to celebrate the season <laughs> of out of not being christian for us yeah yeah um i mean or uh african-american families can be christian and celebrate kwanzaa that's more about celebrating your heritage yeah. and not getting caught up in the the holiday season yeah. too much that makes sense um so children receive gifts just like non-hindu people adults can kind of get in their season social activities with gifts and greeting cards as well as accepting them and so they get to do christmas stuff but they're not celebrating christmas that makes sense so from december 21st to the 25th uh hindus worship lord ganesha the elephant-headed lord of culture and new beginnings oh i like i like ganesha uh family members work to mend past mistakes and bring his blessings of joy and harmony into the five realms of their lives a wider circle of that each day do, uh, do fam- five realms? Uh, yes, much like the Nutcracker. <laughs> so it's basically a, a time of year to to get over all of the shit that happened the rest of the year. Start fresh. It's like New Year's resolutions on steroids. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Pancha Ganapati includes outings, picnics, feasts, exchanges of cards and gifts. Uh, a shrine is created in the living room of the home, main living room, it says, but I don't know what kind of home you have, and decorated in the spirit of the occasion. At the center is placed a large wooden or bronze statue of Lord Panchamuka, the five-faced... Hold on. Lord Panchamuka is a form of the god Ganesha, the, the elephant. Yeah, they take multiple... I learned about it in world lit- or world religions and 
yeah, this one has uh, five faces to you know coincide with the the five realms of uh, oh, okay yeah. these people's lives. That makes sense. Okay. Um, any large picture or statue will also do. Um, of Ganesha, not just any statue. Any. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't have a statue of like Orlando Bloom in the center of your. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that works. I don't think it- that's my reason for the season. <laughs> reason for the season. Uh, so each morning, uh, the children decorate and dress the statue in the color of the day, representing one of his five rays of energy. Okay. Each day, a tray of sweets, fruits, and incense is prepared to offer Lord Ganapati. Um, ideally, it's offered by children. Chants and songs are usually sung in his praise. And after the worship, uh, sweets are shared by everybody. And each day, colorfully wrapped gifts are given to the children who place them before the shrine to open on the fifth day. Hmm. Um, and the adults receive gifts, too. As they should. And each day, one of the five faces of Panachaganapti is worshipped. So five realms alive, five faces of the elephant. Yeah, the math adds. I like it. All right. The math does add up. Yep. <laughs> Our books are balanced. I'm on board. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Afternoon Unified, the only podcast run by accountants. <laughs> oh, wait, we literally were. I stayed like three and a half hours late on thursday to finish up a project mm-hmm. i'm in an empty office the heating had been shut off for the day i'm like hunched over i'm like oh my god i'm bob cratchit <laughs> oh my god you really are it's funny. i don't think bob cratchit got time and a half though no, so no, probably not i'm gonna go ahead and assume he did not so let's talk about the five days yeah of panacha ganapti I'm pronouncing this. I feel like I'm pronouncing this wrong. I don't know. It feels right in your mouth, you know? Like some words just like feel good to say. It feels good in there. It feels right in your mouth. It does. Some words feel good in your mouth. Some That's the tagline for this holiday, actually. It doesn't feel good in your mouth. Okay, so on December 21st, the theme color is yellow. The family discipline for this day is to create a vibration of love and harmony among all members. Aww. Rising early, they decorate the shrine, then perform a grand puja. I don't know what that means. I think it's a prayer. I think so, too. Uh, anyway, they invoke Ganesha's blessing. And then sitting together, they make amends for past misdeeds, insults, mental pain, and injuries caused and suffered. Oh, right. They continue by, or they conclude by... Um, extolling one another's best qualities oh no so basically it's like festivus where you air your grievances (laughs) and then it turns into the snap cup scene from legally blonde 2 that's a very specific reference and i'm not sure i know what you're talking about um there was a second legally blonde yeah it was amazing um sally field was in it she got legislation passed i need to watch this yeah um, well, so Elle was getting ready for her wedding, <laughs> and she wanted to invite Bruiser's mom to come to the wedding. Oh, my God. She found out that Bruiser's mom lived at a, a laboratory where they were doing animal testing. Oh, no. So she was like, this is terrible, and went to uh, Washington, D.C. to get legislation passed that banned animal testing. Well, way to spoil the movie. Well, you, it's been out for 10 years. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't gotten around to it. I haven't had anyway, 
there was a scene where all of the interns for the senator's office she was working for were arguing and then she brings out something called the snap cup where you write a nice thing about someone and you put it in the cup and then it gets read anonymously oh i like that okay anyway so at the end of the 21st of december the first day family members um kind of do that they list the, uh, each other's best qualities to kind of take the edge off of the airing of grievances okay so they make amends for it too so it's like hey last week when you were a huge dick to me it really hurt and then they're like oh i'm sorry that i did that and then that's what they do okay well i mean it makes sense you give them you give them some bad news you give them some good news it's all balanced yeah and it adds. i didn't think that during our non-c word uh holiday episode i would outline the entire plot for legally blonde too i'm glad you did though so on december 22nd the color of the day is blue and it is devoted to creating or restoring a vibration of love and harmony among neighbors relatives and close friends oh. uh, this is done by presenting heartfelt gifts and offering apologies to clear up any ill will that may exist um, relatives and friends in far off places are written to or called and forgive forgiveness is sought apologies made and tensions released tensions released don't make it weird mm. it's a beautiful yeah, holiday it is but i can't promise i won't make it weird i'll make anything weird december 23rd is red and today's discipline is to establish love and harmony among business associates and the public so this is a day for presenting gifts to fellow like coworkers and customers and to honor employers and employees with gifts and appreciation. I don't see my work celebrating that. Is your boss Hindu? No, but now I kind of wish they were. December 24th, the color is green and the discipline of the day is to draw forth the vibration of joy and harmony that comes from music, art, drama, and dance. Yes. Families and relatives and friends gather before Ganesha to share their artistic gifts, discuss Hindu Dharma, and to make plans for more cultural refinements into the home. So they, like, plan out what, like, big home improvement projects they're going to do? No, like, maybe this year, Timmy should... That's not a great name to give a child in a yeah. this situation. Um... Maybe he can take violin lessons this year. Do you want to take violin lessons? Cool. Oh, okay. Alright, more sense. That yeah, okay. Yeah, they just kinda of, or like, I'm gonna start working on a painting. Okay, alright, yeah. Yeah, okay. I could get yeah. behind this for sure. And then on December twenty fifth, the final day, mm -hmm. the elephant statue is dressed in orange. And this is the day to bring forth love and harmony that comes from charity and religiousness. As the gifts are open, one and all experience Ganesha's abundant, loving presence filling their home and hearts and inspiring them anew for the coming year. Aww. I know. It's so good. God, I didn't realize how bad the C-word holiday is. Yeah, I like all of the stuff that comes with it, but I realize that my favorite parts of the C-word holiday are, like, the stuff that they're celebrating here. Yeah. Aww. That makes me feel bad for, like, being a c-word holiday <laughs> makes you feel bad for being a c-word <laughs> yeah it does yeah that's kind of why in this time of the season i like decorating because i like the, the pretty stuff and it makes me feel warm and fuzzy and i love giving people gifts because i get to give people gifts yeah it's not about the receiving of the gifts although don't get me wrong 
That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> no one says no to that, you know? Yeah. And I like hanging out with my family and eating food and that kind of yeah. stuff. I'm, I like that I'm not... and I can finally be like, whew, glad that's done. Yeah, I'm not so much into the small child in a barn thing. No, not so much. All of the, like, Jesus stuff, you know, that they... Yeah, also, that stuff's weird. It makes it weird. Stolen from a pagan holiday. Let's not forget that the C word isn't even, like, a real freaking holiday. They just took it and made it Christian. Yeah, I like modern Yule. Yeah. That's, that's what we need to start calling it. Modern Yule. Modern Yule sounds like an experimental, like music project neo yule (laughs) neo yule (laughs) actually i think that's just when keanu reeves comes to your house and gives you presents um i would definitely celebrate that (laughs) holiday you kidding me fuck yes (laughs) marry keanu (laughs) perfect (laughs) pitch him that on twitter well you know seinfeld has festivus the mcelroy brothers have candle nights why can't we have Neo Yule? I, I am going to make it a thing. Neo Yule. That's what you should rename your party to. It's a Neo Yule party. A Neo Yule party. Precisely. Cool. We we have an official holiday. <laughs> it's perfect. It's every December 8th. Every December 8th. Yeah, we're going to have to make this like an ongoing thing. This is like forever now. I feel good. This, this is perfect. So that's... um. Panacha Ganapti, the uh, the Hindu winter holiday. We have uh, we have a couple left. Um, I wasn't kidding when I said a lot of, had a lot of notes on this. Yeah, damn. Um, so our next one is, and you cannot laugh when I say this, the Dongzi Festival <laughs> or Winter Solstice Festival. It is. What culture is this one from? It's celebrated in China and East Asia during the winter months. Oh, okay. That makes... Okay. Dongzi is literally translated to mean the extreme of winter, and the festival is designed to celebrate the return of longer daylight hours and ultimately an increase in positive energy. Ooh, all right. The origin of this, origins of this festival can be traced back to the uh, yin and yang philosophy of balance and harmony, and it usually occurs between the 21st and 23rd of December. Okay. Good. The festival is traditionally a time for the family to the family, just one, just the whole the family uh, to get together, uh, much as Westerners do on Sea Word Day. Um, although the festival isn't an official holiday in China, historically farmers, fishermen, that kind of guy would take time off of their work and re- reunite with their families with a big meal. Oh, okay. So, like, basically, still the Sea Word. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> Or the C word. I mean, you kind of. Or the C word, you know. T word or C word. T and C. T and C. Uh, during these get togethers, families in southern China often make and eat um, tanguyan, which are balls of glutinous rice, occasionally brightly colored, cooked in a sweet or savory broth. Mm. Rice balls. Rice balls. Uh, they symbolize reunion or wholeness and unity and are also eaten during uh, the Lantern Festival and served as desserts on Chinese wedding days. In northern China, people typically have dumplings, either plain or stuffed with, quote, hearty meats. Oh, I've had those, actually. One of, I, had a, I had a friend in elementary school um, who was Chinese, and she had them for, I'm assuming, this holiday. I didn't know what it was at the time, and she let me have one, and they're actually, like, amazing. 
No, no, dumplings are amazing. Yeah, but like the one, these specific ones, they're so good. Um, so the reason for these dumplings is rooted in Chinese folklore. It said that Zhang Zihongjing. It occurs to me that I had every opportunity to talk to one of our clients who runs the Portland Chinatown Historical Society. Oh, yeah, I probably could have done that, you know. <laughs> yeah. But this man, who was a physician during the Han Dynasty, noticed poor farmers suffering from uh, frostbite on their ears during cold winter days. And on seeing this, he ordered his apprentices to make dumplings with lamb and other warming ingredients before distributing them to the poor to keep them warm. Aww, that's a good fact. Uh, this tradition has continued and is adhered to even now, so people distribute dumplings to the poor. Aww, we need to start giving dumplings to a poor... Dongzing is Dongzi, sorry, is the last festival of the year, occurring only six weeks before the Chinese New Year, which is in January. Mm. Um, however, some people believe this festival marks a turning point and that everybody becomes one year older on this day. Despite the fact that the festival is no longer as significant as it was 2,000 years ago, Dongzi is still a great example of ancient Chinese traditions that people still celebrate today. Ah, cool. I feel like I'm a 90s animated special right now. Like that episode of Blue's Clues where they learned what Kwanzaa and Hanukkah were. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to do an episode like this without sounding like that. You know, it's like stuff that like you definitely should have already known. You're like, oh, I knew that. Yeah. Uh, or like the Rugrats Hanukkah special. Yeah. A Macca baby's gotta do what a Macca baby's gotta do. A baby's gotta do. Um, speaking of which, let's talk about Hanukkah. Let's talk about Hanukkah. Uh, I have fewer notes on Hanukkah than I did about Kwanzaa because I feel like people have at least a, base, a basic understanding. Yeah. I also could have talked to Molly about this, but I didn't. Is Molly Jewish? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. I, I, I also talked about an Iranian holiday later, and I have an Iranian co-worker, and I, I'm so mad at myself for not asking people. Oh, that's okay. It's okay. I could have Billy on the street at this so well. Oh, man. That would have been pretty... That would have been good. But, I mean, that just goes to, to show you that there are just people in your life that celebrate a bunch of different things, and maybe you don't notice. Yeah, maybe you don't know shit. <laughs> Uh, note to white people, we don't know shit. No, we really don't. So Hanukkah, yeah. also known as the Festival of Lights, starts on the 25th day of the Jewish calendar month of Kislev. And it lasts for eight days and eight nights, as Adam Sandler has has foretold. <laughs> <laughs> um, with blessings, games, and festive foods, Hanukkah celebrates the triumphs both religious and military of ancient jewish heroes so hanukkah is actually a relatively minor holiday in the jewish year um, in the united states however its closeness to the c word has brought greater attention to hanukkah and its gift-giving tradition okay i mean yeah they needed something to celebrate you know right? it's all about the children i mean because kids will see their christian classmates and stuff get presents and like why don't we get presents yeah, so kind of yeah evolves for that uh beginning in 167 bc the jews of judea rose up in revolt against the oppression of king antiochus the fourth the military leader of the first phase of the revolt was judah the maccabee the eldest son of matthias matthias all right in the autumn of 164 it's very specific for a bce date yeah it is 
In the autumn of 164, <laughs> Judah and his followers were able to capture the temple in Jerusalem, which had been turned again had been turned into a pagan shrine. Oh, they I cleansed it and pagan come on, temple. they've had a hard they've had a hard go. Yeah, so have the pagans. I know. They cleansed it and rededicated it to Israel's God. This event was observed in an eight-day celebration, which was patterned on uh, Sukkot, 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 S-U-K-K-O-T. You can see where I'm coming from. Yeah, Sukkot. <laughs> Shut up. Um, it was an autumn festival. Uh, much later, rabbinic tradition ascribes the length of the festival to a miraculous small amount of oil that burned for eight days. So, kind of like Jesus didn't really happen the way that we say it happened. Yeah. Hanukkah was just to celebrate. We got our shrine back, but they needed a better story. So, they were like, we had a tiny bit of oil and that shit burned for eight days. Yeah. Okay. There it is. Yeah. Uh, the lighting of the kind of like the whole like Jesus made bread and fish feed like how many? People? Yeah, he just fed the poor. Yeah. Anyway, the lighting of the menorah is the most important Hanukkah tradition. A menorah is a candle stand with nine branches, usually eight candles, one for each day of Hanukkah, that are the same height, with a taller one in the middle, which is used to light the others. Each evening of Hanukkah, one more candle is lit with a special blessing, and. Uh, not to bring this back to C-word, but it, doing it there's anyway. something called an advent wreath, which has a number of candles. I mean, candles are a very important thing this time of year, um, because I, I assume it has something to do with the time of year and it being dark all the goddamn time. Oh, that would make sense. Um, an advent wreath has four candles and then one in the middle. And okay. it's three purple candles and one pink candle. Three purple, one pink? Yeah. That sounds like pretty soon you know the gays uh, are going to have their own version of Christmas and what it's going to look like. Well, the, the pink, or it's just four candles, but the, we'll get back to Hanukkah in full force in a second, but the four candles, the three purple ones stand for hope, love, and peace, and the pink one stands for joy, and you use joy to light the other ones. Oh, okay. It's it's kind of a nice sen sentiment. Yeah, I like that. No, that's... that's... Uh, it, yeah, it's something like that. I might be wrong. If you're super Christian or super Catholic, which is kind of where this comes from, uh, so go ahead and don't email me on that one. <laughs> I think... Oh, yeah, you w light one each week. It's a week thing. You get the whole month. Oh. I know. Yeah, I've always been kind of confused on the whole, like, candle lighting thing, like how that whole thing um, works, but... With with Hanukkah, you light one each night. Like, you progressively light more. So, by the fifth night, you're lighting oh. five candles. Oh, okay. Um, my, oh, there we go. Right? My mouse isn't connecting. Oh, again? That was my keyboard last time. Oh, that's right. Oh, I need to order batteries. Yeah, damn, girl. Okay, I'm, I'm putting batteries on the shopping list. Um, I got a lot of C-word decorations to light up. And a computer you still have to run. That too. I, I mean, but something's got to run the inflatable Santa for the living room. I don't. I don't have that. I just want to be... It wouldn't surprise me if you did. We have a five-foot Christmas tree. That's it. And actually, we have... I put... Five more feet than I have. 
I put the stockings up and I made sure to get an extra one a couple weeks ago when we were thinking about getting a kitten. So uh, Minnie has a, a stocking to open when she gets settled in. Oh. I know. You're such a sweet cat, Mom. I'll send you a picture of her when we're done. Yeah, you should. So that's the menorah and a bunch of other shit in between. <laughs> Um, the menorah symbolizes the burning light in the temple as well as marking the eight days of the Hanukkah festival. Um, and some say it also celebrates the light of freedom won by the Maccabees for the Jewish people. It's the most important part of the holiday. All right. Um, it's the most important part of one of their least important holidays. Yeah. It just became a really big deal in the United States and I guess Britain, um, for the most part because of Christmas. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, okay. Oh God. Oh no. The C word. C word. C word. Uh, let's talk about dreidels. Let's let's do. So it's a it's a long favorite Hanukkah toy, but it did have a serious purpose at one point. Oh, really? Yeah. When the Syrians forbid the study of the Torah, which is the Jewish Bible, um, Jew- uh-huh. Jews who studied in secret kept spinning tops, dreidels, on hand. This way, if they were found studying, they could quickly pretend that they had only been playing. Oh, so they were just like decoy toys. Yeah. Outside of Israel, a dreidel has the Hebrew letters, God help me, Nun, Gimel, He, and Shin on its four sides. And these letters stand for Neskadal Hayasham, which means a great miracle happened there, referring to Israel. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, an Israeli dreidel has the letter Pei rather than Shin and stands. this stands for here's, uh, here. So it's instead of a great miracle happened there it means a great miracle happened here oh minor minor difference minor difference the hebrew letters also represent yiddish words that tell people how to play the dreidel game so each player starts with the same amount of candies chocolate coins guilt or other tokens and they put one in the pot and players take turns spinning the dreidel waiting to see which letter lands facing up okay none um means you don't do anything uh, Gimel means you take the whole pot. Ooh. Hey means you take half. And Shin means you add to it. The game ends when a single oh. player wins all the tokens. It's like... Gambling. It's like ancient Jewish pogs. Or poker. Or poker. It's like a pogs poker. <laughs> Pogsker. Pogsker. Pogs? No. Um, so yeah, that's why... Um, uh, chocolate coins are such a big deal. Um, they're, they're like the money in their poker game. Yeah, they're they're poker chips. Okay. okay. But you don't have to use chocolate coins. It's just the most fun. Okay. Holy shit, I get to eat the first chocolate from my advent calendar today. <gasps> That's exciting. Oh, I don't have an advent calendar. Oh, I need one. I went to World Market on Black Friday and got them for 75 cents each. That's nothing. I know. That's awesome. I think they're only yeah, like a dollar fifty there right now. Um, oh damn, that is cheap, right? And Ulta has one a- year. I like went real extra and I made one for. Like I the remember USA. that. It was so cool, but it was really expensive. I can imagine. Um, I gave Travis his Christmas jammies early because I was too excited about them. Aww. So dreidels. Dreidels. Many traditional Hanukkah foods are cooked in oil in remembrance of the oil that burned in the temple. Um, in the United States, the most widespread Hanukkah food is latkes or potato pancakes. Yes. Yeah, I know. 
this custom may have developed in Eastern Europe. Um, in Israel, I think it did. Yeah. Uh, no, it gets better. This gets better. In Israel, the favorite Hanukkah food is sufgainia. Uh, it's a kind of jelly donut that's cooked in oil. All donuts oh are. Oh my god! All good donuts are cooked in oil, but this one is like mm. especially good. Ooh. Um, Israelis eat these for more than a month before the start of Hanukkah, so it's like, oh shit! Okay, I don't know it's, about a month of donuts, it's, but it's whatever the Jewish month is. Because they have a different calendar than us. Let's start the donuts. Oh, oh! <laughs> it's kind of like how uh, between uh, Thanksgiving and Seaward, that whole month is fair game for like peppermint and eggnog and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you like it, eggnog? Yeah, exactly. Are you an eggnog person? Yes, I am definitely an eggnog person. So, eating dairy products, especially cheese, is another Hanukkah tradition. Uh, this to eat dairy products. Yeah. It's not kosher to eat beef and cheese, which is why cheeseburgers are out if you're following strict kosher rules. Uh, but eating cheese on its own. Unfortunate. Cheese on its own, okay. I think, is fine. Anyways. Yeah, you can't, can't mix them. Yeah. Uh, but the story associated with why they eat cheese is amazing. Yeah? Uh, this is done in memory of the Jewish heroine Judith, who, according to legend, saved her village from Syrian attackers. Judith fed wine and cheese to the Syrian general, Holofernes, until he became so drunk that he fell to the ground. She seized his sword and cut off his head, which she brought back to her village in a basket. That is one badass bitch. The next morning, Syrian troops found the headless body of their leader and fled in terror. That's so good. And this is a story that not only is part of Jewish tradition, because it's from the Old Testament. It's also part of Christian tradition. Everyone can appreciate this bitch. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm a big fan. Um, I guess, except for people of Muslim faith. I don't know if... Oh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if this... What um, the Syrians, like, worshipped um, at that point. But um... at least two major religions can appreciate Jewish being a badass bitch. You just call her Jewish? No, Judith. Oh, I thought you said. I might have said appreciate I, Jewish. I might have said Jewish, but I'm Judith. <laughs> okay. Um. So we have two more holidays, and they're little holidays. Little ones. Little ones. The first is Yalda. Yes, Yalda. It's an Iranian celebration, which uh, which translates to Night of Birth. And it's celebrated, no, just wait, on the eve of the first day of winter, which is usually the 21st, 22nd of December. Okay. Winter's Eve. Uh, Not only has it become a significant cultural celebration, but as part of Iranian tradition. Iranian? Iranian. Iranian? Iranian. Where evil, this is great. It's really metal. (laughs) Um, It's part of a tradition where evil will run havoc on the longest night of the year that's what they believe okay so people gather to be together until the evil is gone according to ancient belief when the sun rises the light shines and goodness prevails oh that's good so it's basically like this is the most dark we have in the year and dark is when evil is out so we're just gonna hang out in the house together until until evil's gone until evil is gone and during the time that they're hanging out and having their yelda celebration they make wishes eat summer fruits and recite works by the 14th century persian poet hafez 
It's very specific. I know. Uh, which helps mark the triumph of Mithra, the sun goddess, over darkness. Okay. Each member of the family makes a wish and randomly opens Hafez's book of poems and recites the poem, which is believed to be an interpretation of the wish. Oh, okay. It's kind of like a ancient Persian tarot cards. Yeah, or like a magic eight ball. Yeah. All of these celebrations sound so fun. Yeah, I know. We're going to have to really rethink how we're doing the C-word. I can get a book of, like, Shel Silverstein poetry, and at the Christmas, the C-word party, we can make a wish and then open the book of Shel Silverstein. Yes! Yeah, that's going to have to be part of a new tradition. I'll yeah. see what the yeah. library has. I might have one. Oh! I'll have to look. I might. I'm not sure if I do or not. I'll have to look. Um, also acceptable will be, like, a book of Lewis Carroll's poetry or something. I've got so many books of poetry, I'm sure I can find an acceptable one. Um, yeah, we'll have a little Yalda. A little Nadi we'll Yalda. Yalda. Yeah, we'll have mini Yalda. Yeah, these are all such good traditions. So the last one we're going to talk about is not celebrated anymore uh, widely. Um, bitch, widely. Suck it is. <laughs> widely. Okay, okay. You can't find a Saturnalia sweater at Target is what I'm saying. You can find hot make a Saturn. Yeah. So Saturnalia, which is the most popular holiday on the ancient Roman calendar, derived from older farming related rituals of midwinter and the winter solstice, especially the practice of offering gifts or sacrifices to the gods during the winter sowing season. And that's sowing with an OW, so when they're like Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not sowing. Uh so the the pagan celebration of Saturn, the Roman god of agriculture and time, began as a single day, but by the late Republic, which was 133 to 131 BC, it had expanded to a week-long festival beginning December 17th. Um, on the Julian calendar, which Romans used at the time, winter solstice fell on December 25th. Um, do you okay. know what the Greek equivalent of Saturn is? Um, no. Hold on. I have a Google. <laughs> I have a Google. Uh, Romans identified Saturn with the Greek Cronus, the god of time. Oh, interesting. Um, well, if I remember correctly, that Cronus is. was uh, Zeus's dad. Huh? We need to do... Oh, really? I mean, that would make sense. He's like literally um, father time. The, the new year, know? we're going to have to do a Greek mythology episode, which I am more than happy You to... go ahead and take that one, because I don't know shit about Greek mythology. It's not my forte. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah, so you go ahead and you can take charge on that one. God, I just remembered that episode of uh, Bracket Royale. Oh, God, that was so good. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk about Greek mythology and its uh, Roman equivalents. The Romans stole the gods from the Greeks and renamed them. So, just saying. Yeah. Um during Saturnalia, work and businesses came to a halt. Schools and courts of law closed, and the normal social patterns were suspended. So basically, during this festival, um, which was a week, no one went to school or did anything. Uh, yeah, definitely here for that festival. Uh, people decorated their homes with wreaths and other greenery and shed their traditional togas in favor of colorful clothes known as syntheses. Okay. Even slaves did not have to work during Saturnalia, but were allowed to participate in the festivities. In some cases, they sat Aww. at the head of the table while their masters served them. I love that tradition. Yes. And I want that to be a thing at my they work. They still have slaves, but... <laughs> but you gotta serve me once a yeah. year. 
Instead of working, Roman spent Saturnalia gambling, singing, playing music, feasting, socializing, giving each other gifts. As they should. Wax taper candles were common gifts during Saturnalia to signify light returning after the solstice. A lot of uh, cultures have a sort of celebration of the longest day of the year. Like uh, even in in the like the northern parts of Europe, like Sweden and stuff, they have St. Lucia's Day. Um, which we talked about during our seaward special, uh, two years ago where Mm -hmm. they have a parade and they have buns and girls with like candles in their hair. And it's amazing. Buttons. And buttons. Um, oh, buttons. I thought you said where they have buns. No. Oh yeah. No, they have buns. buns. Like, like sweet rolls. Yeah. But you said buns. And so I giggled because I'm obligated. I thought you said buttons. I was like, I don't think buttons are a thing, but buttons. No, no, no. Buns. <laughs> Anywho's. On the last day of Saturnalia, celebrations known as the Sigillaria, um, many Romans gave their friends and loved ones small terracotta figurines, which may have referred back to older celebrations involving... Are you ready for this? Yeah. Human sacrifice. Yep. We need to bring that one back. Um. So those are some non-seaward holidays that I feel like we all could stand to understand a little bit more. And I hope that after this, we do. Yeah. Maybe you guys actually found something that is a little bit more aligned to you that you can celebrate this holiday season. Um, I know I sure did. Yeah. And even if you're like, nah, Christmas, uh, it kind of helps under like you and understand that other people celebrate other things. And it's all kind of the same thing. There's just different fixins. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, you know, has different toppings for their hot dog. It's all the Everyone same ham sandwich. Just some people want to put mustard on it and other people want to put cranberry sauce on it. Yeah, it's it's a time for joy and happiness and good things and not bad things. That's that's, that's it. it. That's what it boils down to and call it what you will. Um Yeah, so if if you celebrate one of these holidays and I got something wrong or you want to teach me how to pronounce something we're on Twitter at Afternoonified, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Afternoonified, get Afternoonified. Um, we got Instagram and Twitter. Did you I did you say Twitter. Say I didn't say Instagram. Didn't say. Oh, we do have an Instagram, though. We don't use it a whole lot. And it's at, are we get Afternoonified on Twitter? Or are we just Afternoonified? We're just Afternoonified. We're, we're just Afternoonified on Instagram. I can't talk today. We haven't had coffee and it's early on a Saturday morning. So... <sighs> Um, go visit our website as Emily said you can buy I, our I merch. didn't say oh you didn't say but <laughs> get go there anyway um, yeah get afternoonify.com buy some merch you know look at past episodes yeah, see if you our beautiful or- faces if you order it soon you should get it in time for the holidays <laughs> <laughs> we make, they make great Christmas gifts um, maybe if I feel so inspired in the next like two days I'll work up a Neo Yule shirt okay um, perfect also, we might take our long winter's nap <laughs> after this episode comes out. Um, we have, obviously, we were talking about some episodes that we have lined up for January. Yes. But this is a, it's a nutso time of year. And yeah. So we're going to go ahead and hibernate for a little yeah, bit. Um, but we, we'll be back. And over the next month, I'm going to fix up our website a little. So if at any point, like, something stops working or our feed is weird for a day or two like it'll be fine yeah just come back the next day it'll be better 
and uh happy kwanzaa christmas hana yule happy neo yule happy neo yule yes happy neo yule to all may christmas keanu (laughs) bless you with gifts yes (laughs) oh well on that note bye Man, we workshopped that holiday pretty well. We sure did. Yeah, we got a we got a good holiday planned. What are the the Neo Yule colors? Ooh, what's your favorite pastels. color? They need to be pastels because I'm sick and tired of all these same old jewel Christmas tones. Colors. You don't want jewel tones anymore. No, no more jewel tones. Let's make Christmas like pretty pastels and lavenders and stuff that like blend in with the snow. Like a a sea foam and a lavender. Yes. Stuff that like, you know, is like twinkly and sparkly and So we want we want light Christmas. We want uh okay. Yeah, okay. we're doing like neon not neon, uh pastel. Oh well I mean neon <laughs> no, would no What if we just went with the no. color palette from the Matrix? <laughs> just black and lime green? Yeah. Uh, let's not. Let's not okay. have our whole Christmas okay. like a computer let's do, terminal. Let's do sea foam. I, sea foam and lavender. Maybe some like sea foam. Periwinkle? Ooh. Yeah, maybe some nice like sea foam and periwinkle snowflakes with the Keanu outline and then Neo Yule in a nice scripty script. Yes. Perfect. I'll work on it. Okay. I might add this bit to the end of the episode just so people know what we're we're hanging with. <laughs> Colors <laughs> color palette wise. Yeah, yeah, they need to know.